0: Great little podcast. It's a fun podcast featuring some really great people. Love a simple idea executed well with great guests. Five stars. That's a fresh review that went up on Apple Podcasts this week for Songs That Changed You. Hi, it's Aiden here. Welcome to the show and I would love to read out your review on the podcast. Um, You just need to leave one for me. (laughs) If you've been listening to a few episodes now and haven't managed to do so, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can throw us five stars there as well. It really helps others discover the podcast. It goes up in the charts and helps out with the algorithm. I don't know. I don't really understand the algorithm but i'm told it helps with the algorithm so please do one i'd really love it and you might hear it on the podcast next time like robos we just read out today on songs that changed you it's jessica morris who's she well you'll find out in just a second
1: (laughs) Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings.
0: Songs that changed you. Yes, it's music time, Songs That Change You, where I invite a guest on to discuss with me a song that has had an impact on their life. Not their be all end all favorite song of all time, because that is such a daunting question that I'm definitely not asking. Just one that has had an impact on their life at a particular moment. And joined right now by Jessica Morris. She is a author, writer, podcaster, and she joins me now. Good afternoon. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me on, Aidan.
0: Now, Jess, your job is really hard to describe because you do so many different things and some might know you from the Between You and Me podcast, but you're a freelance writer. What does that look like day to day?
2: Yeah, sure. So I am a music journalist based in Geelong in Victoria and Day-to-day, I'm a freelancer. So I do a bunch of fun things. One of them is podcasting, which is um, my podcast between you and me. I talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in the church, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we laugh a lot and probably so we don't cry. Um, and it's a good time. <laughs> and then um and then I do music reviews, copy editing, a whole variety of things. Um, so, yeah, I, I love writing. I love storytelling. And that's sort of where this all comes into it.
0: The title for the podcast, does that come from the DC Talk song? Just between you and me, I've got
2: something to
0: say. Wanna get it straight before the sun
1: goes
2: down it yes Yes. between you and me is a hundred percent from the dc talk song and i randomly i was on the red carpet doing reporting at the christian music awards the Dove awards last year and michael tate who apparently wrote the song decided to sing it into my microphone and that was just a really bizarre moment i was like i don't know how this happened so yeah you you picked it that is the name of the song it's the the podcast is also sort of like a throwback to our like 90s church kid roots, everything neon and wwd bracelets and the fun <laughs> and weird parts of that. So it all sort of comes together to celebrate it and make sense of it.
0: Well, I'm surprised we're not talking about that song um after that story, but what song has changed you? What are we talking about today, <laughs> Jess?
2: So, I thought Long and hard about this for about one minute, and then I knew what it was. <laughs> um, the song Beautiful by Bethany Dillon, which came out in 2004. I'm-
0: So this is off her first self-titled album. Where were you in 2004?
2: So 2004, and I'm aging myself, all of us here. I was 13. This is actually a critical moment in my life. I was in high school and early that year, I was actually diagnosed with depression and anxiety and I was actually quite suicidal. Um, So I was like, not at school. I was like, essentially surviving. But I heard this song for the first time in June of that year when a teacher had seen this album, the Bethany Dillon album at a Christian music store and picked it up and thought, oh, I think, I think these girls might like that. I think they would benefit from that right now. And so they just gave it to me and they're like, I think you might like it sort of awkwardly, and I grabbed the album and I was like, cool, Christian music, which I was generally cool about. I like that. Um, and and I bought it home and the album itself is beautiful. I was listening to it again today. It was by, at the time, she, Bethany Dillon was 15 and she was another strong Christian.
0: Which is only a couple of years older than you at the time.
2: Exactly. And and so now going back, I think it's wild. Like we let 15-year-olds become celebrities that's terrifying it wasn't (laughs) at the time for me but then it was like someone else like me I was always a strong Christian and quite outspoken about my faith, but especially in that period when I was depressed, it was like the one thing I clung on to, like the one part of my identity I was sure of. So I heard this album and the song Beautiful, which was all about your identity as a woman in God, which is what I needed when I was at the start of my teenage years and that was just a thing. And it meant the world to me. It's very like it's like a frokey, angsty type of vibe (laughs) when i was 14 it was like enough for
0: me but yeah it's 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 around that era of like emo was just sort of popping up and things and there's it's definitely a little bit of a twinge of that like i was searching on youtube for like some punk covers because i kind of just presumed there would be like some kind of emo band that um that did one but i couldn't seem to find much but it's it's definitely in that era for sure
2: It's a lost opportunity, honestly. (laughs) It should have been made.
0: (laughs) Talk to me about this teacher. Like, you don't have to name if you don't want to, but what was your relationship with her prior to this? Because I think this is really interesting that a a teacher would care so much. And when, Mm -hmm. obviously, you said she she sort of gave it to you a little bit bashfully, but, you know, that takes a bit of guts.
2: Yeah, and... It was at a point as well where it was sort of like you don't want to cross the teacher-student barrier, Mm. so you want to be really respectful. I look at it now and sort of like normally it would have been like a chaplain's role at the school, probably step in and be like, I would have been like that student who was like really sick and they would have checked in on me. At the time, I don't think the school had like the staff for that essentially. And so these teachers, they were like in their early to mid-20s at the time. And he was this like 13 or 14-year-old kid who was like having a crisis. And what would happen is they, they were great. They would talk to my parents. But whenever I would come to school, they were just so encouraging. And they would just check in on me. I knew that they were Christians as well. They were just checking on me without judgment, which at the time was like, I, I didn't feel like I had a church at the time. They actually were also part of the youth group at the at a church. So I was sort of between churches. And so they said, come on in. Basically, like you you are welcome if you're if you're comfortable. And they actually like allowed me to enter into that world as well, which is like above and beyond what I would ever expect of a teacher and even like a youth leader. But they just showed me this love and grace and what community could look like in a really respectful way, but they really modeled that mental relationship to me and so yeah even now like having access to that song i'm like what teacher does that Mm. but this teacher did i still remember it was like wrapped in this like just little white bag and it was like what you get from the store that's like okay this is good and here you go but i would just i had a cd player at the time with a pink top and just played on rotation that and guy sebastian and they were my two albums
0: (laughs) i want to get back to the song but i first need to ask how are you doing these days
2: i'm doing well um i mean i still live with anxiety and depression um i I take medication for it that's been part of my life now for like nearly as long as i've been diagnosed um so it's a normal everyday thing for me it certainly i would say like my lowest was when i was like 13 or 14 but that was when i got diagnosed and i was so grateful because my parents knew the signs my parents are actually both therapists themselves. So they knew the signs and they were able to get me into counseling and get me help. So because of that, I still, I have the skills now to do it. It's still an everyday journey, like mental health is, but I'm in a good spot. Thank you for asking.
0: Now the the song, like you said, it sort of talks a little bit about her mental journey as well and her battles and things, <laughs> but she's gone on to release a lot more music in that sort of sphere and, and, and that sort of um, area and, and, I guess very bravely because it's not everyone that wants to open up about that sort of thing. And in particularly a while ago, you know what I mean? Like I feel like in the last five years, it's been very um, open and people have been really good, but that's come a long way in the last sort of 20 years or so.
2: Oh yes, absolutely. I feel like the cultural conversation about mental health and the cultural conversation in like Christian circles about mental health has improved so much oh there's,
0: just pray it away yeah
2: it's that's so effective okay yeah. prayer is effective but there's so much more. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah that, their conversation like now now working in christian music i think it's nearly cool now to release music about mental health which is not a bad thing if it's authentic and stuff that's great yeah but back then it was this was two years before true Write love on her arms the nonprofit profit had started yep. and they were the ones who were like partnered with switchfoot and so that's when we saw like ambeline and all these people like wearing the t-shirts and we're like oh we can talk about this stuff and so this was a period where it was like it wasn't something that we acknowledged it just sort of existed and you were like the problem kid at school and so i think having this album which spoke it wasn't just like mental health, it spoke about your, it spoke about your identity and as a young female, especially in an environment where like I grew up in the 90s purity culture movement. And I listened back to some of the music I listened to back then. I'm like, wow, this is telling me that I'm a problem. Like that that as a female, I'm a problem. But I listened to this album and this song in particular, and it reminds me that I'm a strong, empowered young woman, and that my body and my my mind wasn't a problem. It wasn't something to be fixed. It was already enough. And so that, in a sense, I think paved the way looking at Bethany's music going forward because she actually, she would release albums in the coming years. And then she nearly went on like hiatus for like a decade because she went and had kids. But then she started to release music again. And at this point, Bethany and I are about the same age. So I was like, this is cool. And she started to release music and she like directly addressed her own mental health issues. Um, She released a stunning album, All My Questions, and it talks literally about a diagnosis with obsessive compulsive disorder. She talks about this religious scrupiosity type thing where where she obsesses over religious thoughts and dynamics and and practices. And I heard that album and it was full circle for me because I was like, that's exactly what 14-year-old Jessica needed to hear. Like the the album she released then was what my heart needed. And now at like 32, I'm like, this is also my life today. It was so like amazing and profound to have a woman willing to go through that journey with me, even though we don't know each other and have never talked. It was just really, really cool. And so the the song sort of started that journey for me. It started that love of like, I would say good Christian music,
0: (laughs) When you listen to Beautiful Now, what's the feelings that come across you? Are you taken back to that same mental state or is it more of a a victory listening to it these days and going, oh, look how far I've come?
2: It's definitely a victory. I was actually, I was thinking of that before when I was listening to it through. It never felt like a sad song to me or a song of despair. It was always very empowering. It was sort of like, the only option is up. So it was a bit like this song was like really fuel and energy to keep going every day. So listening to it now, I was actually just overcome with a sense of pride for my younger self. I was like, look at you, Jessica, look at what you did. Like you could, and you actually, you wanted to embody that song. I so wanted to be that person who was brave and who would inspire people and who would speak into things and stand up for what was right. And just by existing in that moment, I was sort of doing that. And I'm really proud of little me. So even though now I listen back to it and I go, wow, there is way too much piano and all sorts of things and <laughs> all it's all over the, it's all it's beautiful but it says a lot i was like that's exactly what i needed and it reminds me of how strong i was back then even though i didn't know it which i love
0: so in the full circle type uh conversation who are you giving an album to these days
2: oh my gosh that's a good one well <laughs> does it count if i release podcast episodes and put music that i really love on there i think does it does count? Yeah,
0: Jess, I really want to thank you for, for opening up and, and sharing your story behind this song And your love for this song uh, I really appreciate you being very vulnerable um, And I think people are going to get a lot out of this conversation Thank you
2: Thank you so much for having me It's a real privilege
0: And we're going to play it for everyone now This is Bethany Dillon with Beautiful
1: I was so unique Now I feel skin deep Count on the makeup to cover it all crying myself to sleep. Cause I cannot keep their attention. Thought I could be strong, but I
0: This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aiden Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening.